oh yes, you need to stay connected. In fact, there is no better introduction for the person who is about to preach to us this morning. The Bible says that the prophecies go before us. So I want us to stand to our feet. Give the Lord a shout of praise as we welcome Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. Wow. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. I don't know if you understood her testimony well. Hey! Because when she sent me the story, I think, what did I say? I think my first, it was a, hey! It means you have delivered a baby and the person has died. If you even go and say that it was an emergency, they can say it's not. Hey! But we thank God for life and for deliverance. Even for the mind that will say, open a message and yeah, hallelujah. It is the prophecy that you believe. That's the one that comes to pass in your life. Hallelujah. We thank God for every testimony we have heard today. You know, she said her name is Delali. We call her Del. She in this house. Because there was a time when there was a lady Delali who was a man. So she became Del. She. And <laughs> even though the, the band is not ready, there's a pre-announcement that on the 17th of next month, she'll be getting married right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for a good Sunday like this one, that you have gathered us, you have brought us together. Thank you that your word is true. Lord, that is what we can say. Your word is true. I pray that as your word comes today, it will bring to us wisdom, healing, help from above. Everything that we need, we will find it in your word. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Take your seat. If you don't know your neighbor, this is the time to say, neighbor, please, what's your name? What's your name? I mean, I am believing God for more weddings to take place. <laughs> more weddings. Hey, some of you, you are there. You know, we keep on hearing the accusation that in this church, they're always talking about beloved. Always, you see, you can choose to be a hypocrite and say that, oh, media, I don't think about such things. But the truth of the matter is that this age group of people, that's, it's on our mind. It's not far. Yeah. Amen. So rather than behaving as though it's not there, we talk about it. And we tell you that don't go in before time. We tell you that when you go into the relationship, go in for only one reason and to marriage. Yeah. Does it mean that every relationship they marry, sometimes it doesn't work. But your mind as you are going in, we don't play games. So push your neighbor and say, I don't know about you, but in this church, we don't like hypocrisy. So the thing is real. We don't like hypocrisy. Uh-huh. People want to hide it, undercover it, behave like it's not happening, and nothing is going on, you know. We are all holier than thou people. Um, uh, maybe you are an angel that dropped from heaven, or the rest of us, we walk on earth. Hey. <laughs> Amen. Hey. You don't know. Our hypocrisy is thick. Oh, it's true. When somebody calls you, what do you say? I'm coming. Meanwhile, you are going. Uh-huh. That's how we are. That's how we are. So we are going to. Uh, haven't we said that before? They are calling and say, Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. But as you are saying, you are coming. The person is here. You are going. So covering things is second nature to us. But it's not the nature of God. God just confronts the thing like that. Open. So we are saying that if you are in the house, you have a relationship. I don't know why I'm going this way today. It's not in my notes. <laughs> First year, I don't know what you are doing in a relationship. Get out. Second year, I don't know what you are doing in a relationship. I don't know. Yeah, because it means that in your first... Listen, any relationship that you have in your first year, you are just... You are planning to blow yourselves. Yeah. You want to have sex. That's where you are going. And we preach... We preach what the Bible says. 
fornication is out. You are already, as you are sitting there, your chemicals are already hot. Then now you have gone into a relationship which is like putting a, a, a stove under to boil. And you want to do it for one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, and maybe six. You are not real. You are not real. So that's why we are saying that first year, no. Second year, no. Even third year, crown, no, comma, comma. Yeah. Eh. And when you go in in your final year, it's because you are thinking and hoping that in the next couple of years, maximum one and a half, two, you are settling down. Otherwise, don't go. Turn to your neighbor and say, did you hear what mommy said? I don't know why I am opening today's Sunday like this. But I believe that it's important. It's because somebody needs to hear it. Please turn to the neighbor near you and say, Abi, are you in a relationship before time? Uh-huh. Hey. So now do you understand? And say it. The only relationships we are getting are hidden relationships. Why are you hiding it? Because of what you are planned to do. Uh-huh. But if you have not planned to hide it, Charlie, it's, it's open. Hey. Today we have given the devil one bullet in the leg. Hey! He thought he was going to gather you together to sin. But we have given him a bullet in the leg in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Today I'm preaching to you from a very interesting scripture. A scripture that, a story that you probably heard of when you were very young. But which the lessons never end. I'm talking to you today about the prodigal son. Turn your Bible with me to Luke chapter 15. And we will start from verse 11. And I wonder why that screen is off. Those here need it. Luke 15, starting from verse 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great while off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fattened calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Hallelujah. Are you there? You know, this scripture has a whole lot of lessons in it. Because you can even read it and say, a man had two sons who were students on KNUSD campus. And one of them said to his father, that, look, I have arrived on campus, please give me my things and just leave me to just mind my own business. Yeah. In the house, you were telling me, do this, do that, do that, do that. But now, dear, I am of age. You see, the way you are sitting down looking at me, it's as if the thought did not occur to you when you were coming. Because some of you, as you were leaving home, I said, Charlie, hey, as I have gained freedom, 
freedom. I'm going to blow time with the freedom. Yeah. You know, so you can very easily see this story in the context of our lives today. The first thing I want to say to you is that they are obedient children and rebellious children. Which one are you? Obedient children and rebellious children. Oh, me, I'm half and half. There's no half. You are here or you are there. Hey! Ask your neighbor, which one are you? Even in church, there are obedient church members and disobedient church members. It's true. It's true. We are entering into our season of prayer and I'm going to be announcing what we are going to do. Some will pray it and some will not. This Friday we have an all night here. I have been a pastor long enough to know that this large gathering we have here, we will not have it for the all night. It will be a good gathering, but it will not be. What's the difference? Some will obey and some will not. Which one are you? Hey, the church has become very quiet. Too. Which one are you? You see, it may sound like a very simple thing, but it's not that simple. You must know who you are. And you must know that if you are a rebellious person, you see, when you are a rebel, everything they say, you have something more to say. They say A, one, you say two. They say four, you say eight. You are always looking for... In fact, the Bible calls it a forward spirit. You always have something to say. It's not a good trait and it doesn't lead to a good place. Much as you think it is a sign of wisdom, it is not. Yeah. Eh? Ask your neighbor again, please, which one are you? Yeah. And sometimes it looks on the outside as if everybody is rebelling. Be very careful. It's not so. As we sit here, there are some people who pray under their pillow. You don't know that they have spoken to God. And between they and God, it is well. Then they look like you and then you say that, oh, my friend is doing so, I'm also doing some. No. Wow. The story is told, actually a true story, of a group of young boys who had gone out on a Saturday night to jam. And they were jamming. And when they finished, they were going to go home and they sat in the car. And one of them said to the driver, oh, play something. And so the driver turned on his CD player. What was on it? Preaching. He said, ah! Then the guy said, ah, you thought we all go to hell. Me, I've secured myself, da, da, da. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, me, dear. You thought we will all go to hell, but me, dear, I've secured myself, da, da, da. Hey! Amen! I mean, you can think whatever you want about the guy, but what he was trying to say is that we have all gone to the same place and it looks as if we are all going this way. But I've secured myself. I've secured myself. Yeah, student, be careful. It looks as though everybody is not learning. <laughs> it looks as though everybody is not going to lectures. It looks as though everybody is something. Be careful. Hey. You won't push your neighbor. anybody. Be careful. Though. Be careful. I had a friend, every time the person would come and say, eh, I haven't learned for the exam. This exam's dear. The way that the test, you know, it's not going to. Then we will all go and do the exam. And as people are struggling, 52%, and then she'll get 79, 85, 90%. And I told her, I said, you are a liar. You are a very wicked person. You are a very, very wicked person. So after a while, when she comes like that, I even get bored. Don't even say it. You were there thinking that you were all playing the FIFA. Be careful. Be careful, oh, be careful. Yo. Hey. Even in church, be careful. You thought that all of you were in church. You all came for rehearsal. That one, all of us have not learned. All of us have not prayed. Be careful. There's one who will burn the midnight oil and be awake. And you, you said that, oh, we are all tired. We all came in church. As we are sitting in this church, and as we are here, we have all come to church. Oh. 
We have all spotted and come home. But some are going to heaven and some are going to hell. Don't make any mistake. <laughs> Don't make any mistake about it. And a pastor, how do you know that some people are going to go to hell? How do I know? Because there is a way to go. Some have done it. Some have not. And you say, oh, but we were all here. We were all praying. Do you think every Ghanaian who prays is going to heaven? Ha! You should see the armed robbers who pray. And they actually fast. Oh, yes. And they actually believe that. Oh, last year, one of our pastoral families, they were attacked by armed robbers. And one of the guys there, Oh, no, no, home, home, no, he had the spirit that was guiding the group. You'll be sitting. <laughs> yes, and in the middle of the robbery, oh, the spirit says, yes. As they were going, they believed that they had fortified themselves to go. Home, home, they say, the spirit says, hey, are you there? To be careful. It may look like we are all one. In this church, we are all going to heaven. Let Jesus come now. You may be shocked. We call you by center leader, but Charlie. Yeah. There is no scripture that says that all by center leaders are going to heaven. There is no scripture like that. Yeah. There are so many people who are in church. And they say that, I believe in God. Well, I have news for you today. The scripture says that the devils, the demons, they believe. They are even better than you. They believe and they tremble. So if it was only believing, hey, hmm. let me continue my preaching. Point number two from the story. Rebellious people turn away from God. Rebellious people turn away from God. You see, this young man, when you read the story, you would think that he had planned to go on the journey before. I don't think so. He wanted money. When he got it, he now made a plan. Now that I have got it, I'm going. I'm going. And he went on the journey. He went far away. Far, far, far away. And there are many of us who, when we're younger, we're closer to God. As we have become older, wealthier, or gotten better jobs, or now come onto campus, you have a, a, a respected cause. We just go far from God. The way you are quiet, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Ecclesiastes, chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, number one, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Why? Because it's very easy when you are young to forget God. After all, you didn't pray before to, to be able to get up. An older person who's really old may be saying, Lord, just help me to sit up. Help me to just... You know, but when you are young and you don't have any such need, you can easily forget God. Your strength is at its maximum. The things you want to do, you are able to do. You can easily go far from God. And that's why the scripture says, remember God when you are young. Remember God when you are young. Hey, outside, are you remembering God or you are preaching your own sermons? (laughs) Yeah. Remember God when you are young. Many people come to, look, Old people, how they pray? Uh-huh. They can see that if they take one more step, grave. <laughs> but when you are young, it doesn't look like that. Amen. So this guy went far from God. Now the rest of the scripture says, it says, remember now that creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not. So as you are here, there are some days ahead that have not yet come. Hmm nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. A time comes. Have you seen somebody who wants to, to die before? They just want to end it. They have no pleasure in the days anymore. Such people, talking to God is very easy. But at your age when everything is working, please push your neighbor and say, neighbor, say everything is working. I mean, generally speaking, everything is working. Yeah, I mean, generally, generally it's working. Yeah. It's easy. You can just easily forget God. And that is why many who call themselves Christians never pray. Many who call themselves Christians, you don't spend any time or anything on God because you feel you don't need him. But the scripture says, remember him when you are young, not just when you are old. Wow. Why? Let's go to another scripture. Psalm 25 and verse 7. 
you see, Psalm 25 was written by somebody who loved God. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor the, my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Hey, you won't remember God. There is no time like your youth for sinning. Your transgressions. Oh, you are very quiet, oh. Your transgressions. Jesus said that if you are a man and you have looked at a girl to last after her, you have already done it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> many older men get to a point where what have, what have they not seen? You know, nothing. Huh? But at this age, at this age, even your thought is sin. And sister who is looking at me, don't look at me like, eh, hey, talk to the brothers. You are also inside. You are also inside. As you are watching the guy, you have been measuring the breadth of his shoulders. You have been measuring and trying to see whether there's some six pack over there. You also have your daydreams. Even, look, even before we talk about the things you have done, the ones are in your head alone. Hey! And that is why the scripture is saying, listen, as you are young like this, remember your creator. Hey, one day, do you want to hear this true story? We were having a very long prayer meeting, and it was fasting time. And one of our very young and very strong prophets was leading the prayer, and he had led the prayer for hours. In those days, he could lead the prayer eight hours, he's still leading. And then one day, as he was, hey, he said that we should pray. I don't remember the topic. It was when we, <laughs> oh God, oh God, forgive our sins, God, oh God, when I see the buttocks, God, oh God, forgive me, God, for I look, oh God. Hey, wait now. This is a pr- the prayer of a man of God. And what about you, boy of God? What is your prayer? Hey! <laughs> hey! You know, I can almost hear some religious people saying, what kind of prayer is that? You be there being religious. You be there, you see, you cover things. Look, Jesus, even prostitutes, he didn't have a problem with them. The only people he had problems with were people who cover things, hypocrites. They're the ones he couldn't stand. So this prayer, the Lord will honor it. That a man of God is saying, the Lord, have mercy on me. I look at what I shouldn't look at. (laughs) You know, we used to tease him with it. Sometimes we'll be there and everything. Somebody will say, Oh God! Hey! Are you there? Men of God are seeing their faults. What about you? Boy of God and girl of God. Yeah. There are some who sit down and say, Media. If that's your friend, eh? Let me tell you something that they won't tell you. They are the worst. They are the West. That's holy. Look, Pastor, preach about holy things and what you are saying. We, we, we don't want to hear what you are saying. Please, oh, find your way. <laughs> now, here, dear, here, dear, I've come to help human beings. I think you, you are an angel who dropped. Uh-huh. You came by mistake. Hey! What I'm saying is it happening is not happening. Are you not in the lecture hall when the girl comes wearing her some pure dress like that and shaking herself? Are you not there? Listen, young men, I've said it before and I'll say, say it again. A time is coming when you should tap the young lady and say, don't sit here. Not here. In this way, don't sit here. Move. Yeah. Just to keep yourself. I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Just to keep yourself. Or you don't get what I'm saying. The person has come to tempt you and then she walk around saying that, hey, after all, what? I can wear what? You can wear what you want, but you can wear it so long as you don't enter my space. 
don't enter my faith. Yeah. It's time for the church to rise up and also say that, listen, we are also here. This kind of trouble, we will not carry it. How can you keep on sinning because of somebody? Ah. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know. So when you look at it and you see how you are, remember your creator. Just remember, say, Lord, help me. Forgive me. Don't rather go far. You see, this young man began a spiral that was going down because he picked up his things and he went far. Look at yourself and ask, what type of person am I? Some of you, you should know that you should never be in a single room alone. Is this a good word I'm preaching? You yourself, look at yourself. Even in the room where you are for, look at what you are doing. So you should know that, hey, if I'm alone and I really have total freedom, it will not be easy here. Yeah. You are here, you know that by nature you are a thief. In fact, wait, wait, wait. You know, that one sounds so extreme. Let me rather use the brother of stealing, lying. You are here, you lie. You lie. Satan is your father. Hey, the Bible calls him the father of lies. Lying and stealing, they are also twins. It left small, you start stealing. So you yourself, as you see the lying coming, you better have a good look at yourself and say, listen, this behavior, it doesn't go with Christianity. Let me do something about it. Let me change something about it. Yeah. Because now the sin in the church is too much. And when I say sin in the church, I'm not talking about a church with a particular name. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. We sin openly. Like as if God does, it's not even there. And for many of us, it is because we have taken ourselves far from God. But we are coming back. And we are changing. Are you in the house? The next one, rebellious people forsake God and embark on a self-destructive journey. All this is from the story that we have read. The Bible says that he went on his journey. When you abandon God, you have begun to destroy your life. You see, the guy, as he was leaving, he had things, he had property. It looked like it was a good, independent choice to make. But actually, he's leaving his father's house at that time and in the way that he did. It marked the beginning of the downfall of his life. Wow. Are you here? He didn't share and trouble met him. And when you come to the point where you make God of no consequence in your life, you see, let, let me talk to some people. One of the things that happens when God begins to bless you is that you begin to be fascinated by the blessing and you leave the blesser. So when God blesses you, for example, with a good job, you easily begin to say, hey, this job, for it to continue to be well, I have to do one, two, three, four, isn't it? And usually, a good job is a lot of hard work. It's a lot of things. What you will find is that you begin to chase the job more and your time with God begins to go down. Further and further and further down until if you don't catch yourself, it becomes zero. When you start your business and the business is not working, Every day you are in the house of God. Oh God, have mercy. Oh God, help me. Oh God, bless my business. Oh God. But the day that the business begins to work, if you do not take care, and if you don't watch out, you begin to move in such a way that you are chasing the business, chasing the money, and leaving God. And you see, the, the deception of it is that you begin to feel that, oh, but I can't help it. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's how the job is. So God, are you saying that the blessing you have given me, I should leave it to spoil? Eh? So let me give you a guideline. When you are doing something 
And because of it, you cannot pray. And you cannot go to church. It's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign that you should either rearrange your life or even better, it may be a sign that it's time to get out. Yeah. Because life was never designed to give you time to pray. Never. From when you are... Please, what part of your timetable says praying time? Is there such a time? Social so students, I think you have the emptiest uh, timetable. Is there a place there? Even that place, they plan that you should be reading. It's you who's not reading. <laughs> There's a whole booklet of things for you to read. There's no time like that. So if you don't fix the thing and say that I'm doing this at this particular, if you don't fix it, what happens? That's it. You go far from God. And that going far from God is what brings the descent. For some ladies, it is not, it is not a job. It's a man. I want to marry, I want to marry. Now you've got a guy, Charlie, you have married A1 brother, the church is going on, and before you are aware, your pack got somewhere. Your pack got somewhere. Hey, be careful. Uh, I need a pastor, Sean, come. Come and stand here and see what I'm looking at. <laughs> Ajay, are you here or you have traveled? Is it a good word I'm sharing with you or a bad word? So, no matter what is going on in your life, time for God, dear. Make it. Fix it. Nobody will fix it for you, oh. Nobody will fix it for you. Go and open your Bible. God said, Moses, go and tell Pharaoh to release my people. Pharaoh said, I won't let them go. I will let them go. He even got to know. He said, give them more work. If they were busy, they would not have been thinking about God. Yes. So he added more work. You think that you are this, oh, it is because my business is booming. No, 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 no. Satan has located you. And he has decided to destroy your Christianity by increasing your work. And you are there walking and saying that it's because I, I, you know, I'm a very, very important person. <laughs> you know, in my business, they know me as a... Your business who, if you like, die today. They will replace you before nightfall tomorrow. True. Yeah, it's true. Some of you are students. You are saying that I want to get a first class. If God doesn't help you, just ask for his help. It's not worth it to put him away. It's not worth it. First class minus God. What have you done? <laughs> hey, and when I came to church, they said that this church, they said that uh, we shouldn't get first class. Hey, hey, I expect I expected you to have more intelligence than that, please. In this church, I count the number of first classes that I want to have. I prophesy it every year. This year, the prophecy was what? Uh huh. Twenty. Yeah. Are you there? I am prophesying my 20 and I watch to collect the 20. Obviously, you have to work. But what I'm saying is that when you get to the point where that is what becomes the point, you, you have lost it. Oh, my children. Hey, because of your children, you will not pray. You will not serve God. Wait, let them grow. You will go to God yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are, you, are you listening to the word? Are you enjoying the word? Proverbs 21 and verse 16, a very interesting scripture. The man that wanders out of the way of understanding shall remain dead, shall remain in the congregation of the dead. The man that wanders out of the way of understanding. So this afternoon, I'm trying to put you on the way of understanding to say that no matter how it is, no matter the pressure, no matter what is blocking me, no matter how it looks, God dear, I have to serve him. God dear, I have to do. People go as far from God as possible when they are filled with the spirit of rebellion. The young man didn't just travel. The scripture says that he took himself to a far country. I want to go where nobody will call me. I want to go where nobody will disturb me. Some of you are like that. When you get a call... You don't mind the other calls. It's the call from church you mind. 
this lighthouse people, first love. Why are they worrying us like that? Why are they troubling us like that? Ah, I said I'll come. What? Why? Be careful. Oh. Be careful. You have now landed on earth. You are now about to taste life. And I can promise you that life has a place. And you can get to a place in life where your phone does not even ring. I tell you this one. It is not by design. I have been there before. Oh, yes. A circumstance can rise up in your life. And you will suddenly discover that nobody cares a hoot. And the phone call that you say we are using to disturb you. You will now be wondering why nobody is calling you. I say I have been there. Tell them about Napo, you even get for someone to call you. Onapo. I am reminded of a certain girl. A lady. The gentleman is he sleeping at the back. I beg him, don't sleep. Ah, he's not sleeping, he's right. I am reminded of a certain young lady who was an NTC student when we started the work, the church in Tamale. And every Sunday, I would have to go and call her. Sometimes another shepherd, after a while, as the church grew, people go and call her. And every Sunday you have to go, you call her, this and that. Well, time went on. She remained a member of the church, always you call, this and that. She finished school, she became a nurse. By the grace of God, God blessed her and she traveled outside. And she was there. Hey, we were there when every once in a while we'll get a call. Oh, I was just calling to say hello. I was like, hey. <laughs> now call away <laughs> because before we were troubling you oh you're not understanding what I'm saying we were troubling you until one day when she called she was crying I said what is wrong and she said three months ago she was driving and her car hit another person because the road was slippery it hit another car over there please it's here that you go to magazine over there Charlie buy the car so she didn't have transport. Where she was to public transport was not easily available. So she ended up having to buy a car for the other person. Her own car was spot. She had not yet been able to repair it. And as a result, she had not been able to go to church because her church was far. And she said, in the three months that I've been here, nobody has called to find out why I've not been in church, to know what has happened or to say what, was ha- what is happening to me. And that's why this morning, I remember that I had some pastors be surprised me. That's what you want to happen to you. You better be serious now. Are you there? Because she was like you and she thought they were disturbing her. Hey, ask your neighbor, please, are you one of those they called? You see, when I say, I can easily tell those who they call because they have all suddenly become very busy. They are looking at something, looking away, looking straight. If you are somebody that they called, make up your mind and say that from today, I'm a church member who doesn't need to be called and I rather will be calling somebody else. Because when they have to call you to come to church, it's a sign. (laughs) Mommy, what is it a sign of? It's a sign that you are not serious. Oh, best serious. That's what it's a sign of. That's why as a serious, as a bona fide Christian, another Christian has to take a phone and call you. Hey, but mommy, I didn't tell them to call you. Don't let me give you a knock. You didn't tell them to call you, but they can see that if you are not called, you won't come. And that's why as brethren who have decided that we wouldn't just leave you. It's out of love that we call you, not out of hatred. That's why we don't go. You don't pay our phone bills. We don't ask you to give us anything. The offering that is taken here, nobody, nobody gets a person out of it. But it's like, Charlie, if I'm eating something good, let me take another person with me. If I'm on my way to heaven, let me make sure somebody's on the way with me. But you should now rise up and say, in this new year 2018, I'm no longer going to be one of those who needs to be called. I rather will be calling somebody to come and join. Ajay. Yeah. Why do we have to call you? Because you have taken yourself to a far country. (laughs) <laughs> hey hmm. you're taking yourself far and we need to bring you back some people want to be as far from church as possible hey 
Ask your neighbor, how were you when they first knocked on your door? What did you say? Uh, who, who is that? Who, who is that? Is that the way to answer a knock on your door? Wait, let me come down and ask you the question. When somebody knocks on your door, what do you say? What do you say when you get a knock? Come in. Or you get up and open, isn't it? It's a bush boy. Or a rude girl. Who answers by saying, who is that? Who are you also? Who is there? Who are you also? Hey, who that? What do you mean who that? Ask your neighbor, who trained you? Who brought you up? Eh, but me, I haven't asked anybody to come and knock on my door. I've not asked anybody to come and call. You better be careful. You better be careful. You see, it looks as if some fianga, some of them too are very small and short. It looks as if some fianga girl and fianga boy is knocking on your door. But what you don't know is that the scripture says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. It may look to you like it's just another human being, but that is because Jesus and the Lord uses another human being to reach you. Have you ever received money from heaven before? Every time that you have prayed, has your answer not come through another human being? It's because that is how God chooses to work. Apostle Paul, before he became an apostle, he was walking around. He was persecuting people. He was killing them. Then one day, he had an encounter. He said, hey, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus that you are persecuting. As he was killing, killing people, he didn't know. So be careful. As you give your answer. Adults who should know how to come to church yourself. Right? Hmm? It's a time. Yeah. Some of you, when you are coming, I'm treading very carefully, but solid. Somebody has to pay your transport for you to come. Otherwise, I won't come. I heard somebody, unless you give me a shirt, I won't come. Be careful. You will open your eyes one day and see that it is with Jesus that you have to do. Are we in church because of shirts? Because of trousers? I didn't take breakfast. Normal day when you're going to work, who gives you breakfast? Let's be serious. Hey. Let's be serious. It is to help you not to go far from God because you have gone far. When you are a Christian who somebody has to bring to church, you have gone far. When you are a Christian that somebody has to pay your way to get to church, you have gone far. When you are a Christian, somebody has to call you, beg you, talk, 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 you have gone far. Maybe you didn't know that it was far that you were going. You have gone far. You have gone far. And the further you go, the more dangerous it gets. Yeah. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. I grew up in a home where every Sunday, church. Every Sunday, church. Then like you, I went to campus. My father was this guy of Percy Charlie. 6 p.m. we lock in door. When I got to campus, I ha ah, Charlie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I said, the thing that they've called it life, I'll experience it. Look, there are people who are naughty and troublesome because of circumstances. Mine, it wasn't circumstance. I have decided that. (laughs) I took it upon myself. When I get back home, oh, perfect daughter, hey, you don't know that. That's why those of you who play games and think that will be afraid of you, I kept saying I'm not afraid of you at all. Because your type, I have seen, I have been. I had seven other friends, worse than me. Okay, the only discussion was who is worse. That was the only discussion. Yeah. But what I realized was that after a while in our lives, all of us, one by one by one, we came to the point where we said, Charlie, if we don't find God somewhere, something bad will happen to us. Yeah. So you've taken yourself far from God. Somebody's calling you. Make up your mind. Come close. Come quickly. Don't let something. You see, God is well able to bring you. Hey, He can wait for you 40 years. Something will happen. You will come yourself. But by the time you are coming, will you still be you? What will be left of you? 
Will you still be nice and young and fresh and beautiful? Will you still be strong and desirable? Will you still be a person? Or will you be a shell? Will you be a ghost? What exactly will be left of you? Hmm. Wow. Let me just read one more point. And then we will end for today and finish up next week. You see, when this young man went away, the scripture says in Luke 15 and verse 13, it says that when he went, he wasted his substance. Look at it. He there wasted his substance with riotous living. In case you do not know, as child of God as you have come, there is something in you that is your substance. It's your substance. It is you. It's your something. Are you here? Because God wanted us to see, he uses this young man who had received worldly riches. Are you there? But even when you have not received worldly you as you are, you have come with substance. Push your neighbor and say, what's in you? When the guy went far, the thing that he wasted was his substance. And some of you, as you have moved far from God, you are wasting your substance. The thing that was given to you, that is in you for life. Are you here? To give you life, to benefit you, to make you something. Some of you, since you came to campus, you have become an idiot. Young lady, your beloved, your boyfriend is a, is a, is a weed smoker. It's an idiot you have become. Who desires a weed smoker? Young man, fine young man. Then you have woken up. So, so clubbing and smoking you are doing. Is it not idiocy? As you have come, they gave you pocket money to come and look after you. You have spent all of it on girls. Is it not idiocy? When I said idiot, you have become an idiot. You were looking at me that, what word is this? Girl that you were brought, they bought you panties to wear. They brought you underwear to wear. They gave you proper clothing to come. Now you have removed the proper clothing and the underwear is what you are wearing and you are walking around. Are you not an idiot? Things that are supposed to be covered. Right now, listen, let me ask you something. If somebody brought you two diamonds, would you walk around in the world saying, I got two diamonds, who would like and walk around? Will you not take it and put it in a precious place? Then your body, God gave you two breasts, then you hang them out in the street and you go walking. Are you not an idiot? Are you not an idiot? It's a question, Pa. I have been watching these days as the hemlines are also. Eh, those of you who sing in the choir, you continue raising uh, skirt lines. One day I'll just come there and say, You, out, you, out, you. Down, you down. Yeah. Oh, cry. Ah. Chester, the substance that God has given you to keep it so that He will now find a juicy, proper guy for you. You are now releasing your substance to the cold, to the weather, to the. Ah. In fact. Oh, I'm preaching. Me, I know I'm preaching. Are you in the house or you have traveled? God gave you substance. What have you done with it? Some of you, the substance God gave you was a quick mind. Clever. Bright. Alert. Smart. You won't go. You won't learn. You won't read. And the brain is like any other muscle. You don't use it, it becomes useless. Your substance. And you have wasted it because you have gone far from God and found some other clowns to join you. Where you are. When I see young people like you throwing away their life, something does me, I tell you. Something does me. Recently, I just said that it pained me that we are not allowed to cane people. Because I was looking at somebody and the foolishness and I was so sure that a few canes would have brought the head Small pet. Small pet. 
a few canes would have just, you know, the head was shifting. And I felt that a few canes would have made it come back. Hey! Turn to your neighbor and say, don't waste your substance. Don't waste your substance. Your youth is substance, something God has given to you. Yeah, the strength, the freshness, your mind, your brain, the things you can do. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Yeah. Some of you school, you don't go. Classes, you don't go. Classes, you don't go. I mean, why would you come to school and not go to class? Somebody explain it to me. Explain it. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, mommy, you see? Uh, mommy, you see? Is uh, the lecturer who... Listen, you have a lecturer who's like that. You go and study and then begin to fire questions to him that he cannot answer. He will shape up one time. One time. It takes good students to create good teachers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good students. Uh, Reverend, do you remember the story you were telling me? When you were teaching some A-level... Uh, please, find microphone for him. <laughs> Mommy, by the grace of God, I had the opportunity to teach at an international school. Hey! Hey! Where the, the exams comes from? Cambridge University in the UK. Mm. I was teaching A-level biology. And I had intelligent students in my class. Please, what was your own educational background? I had masters in molecular biology and biotechnology. Thank you. What is that? How number can't I call you? But by the grace of God, I'm selling books. Uh-huh. Uh, we are doing. We are working for God. No yes. problem. Uh-huh. Mommy, <laughs> when I'm going to lecture the A-level class, hmm. I learn like a student. Because when they ask me questions, it's not easy. <laughs> and so, mommy, what you are saying, it is very true. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You have a lecture. The person comes and then the person says, and so you see. Uh, you have to, listen, go and learn the thing. Prepare your questions. Land in the classroom and start to ask. Because of you, he will change. I'm telling you. Because of you. When he comes, you fire question one, he doesn't know. Following lecture, you come again, you ask a question, you say he doesn't know. After a while, when your hand is up to ask the question, he'll be looking somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But when they are in a class of dull students who also don't read, they get away with it. Don't let them get away with it. At all. Whatever the case may be, go to lectures. Yeah. Is it a good plan? Why? Because you are the substance that you have as you use it. It increases. Amen. Proverbs 18. We are closing shortly. Proverbs 18. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. When you are lazy in your work, when you are lazy at what you do, some people, they are traders, but they are lazy. A lady trader, trader will be sleeping at the... <laughs> when you get there, then they'll say, oh, it's finished. It's there. Take it. They are sitting on the mat sleeping. Then when you come and say, eh, who do you have <laughs> And the Bible says you are a brother to somebody who is wasteful. Proverbs 21 and verse 20. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise. But a foolish man spends it up. Wow. Ask your neighbor, are you one of the wise people? In closing, I want to read one of Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills' classic stories. This one is a true classic. Are you ready for the story? A wealthy man died and left his property to his children. <laughs> one of the children reminded me of the prodigal son because of the way he wasted his inheritance. His father had left him a large house with many rooms. 
this young man, who was a great waster, would spend his time boozing at a local drinking bar. One day, he ran out of money and was unable to pay his bill at the bar. So he came up with an idea to pay the bill. (laughs) And he gave the barman one of the air conditioning units from his father's house. The barman agreed to defray his bills with the cost of the air conditioner. Naturally, the air conditioner cost more than one drink. So the young man had a huge surplus of money with the barman. From then on, he bought drinks and paid for them with the balance due him from the air conditioner. Do you understand? So let's say we agree that this air conditioner that I have brought is a second-hand one. It is worth 1005 So now as you are drinking... They are deducting. Deducting. Today, 10 cities. 40 cities. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, when the credit from that air conditioner ran out, he decided to bring another air conditioning unit to pay for his drinking bills. The barman agreed again, and this young man completely drank away another air conditioner. Amazingly, The young man brought more air conditioners to the drinking bar until he had drunk away all the air conditioners in the house. Indeed, he had wasted away his inheritance until there was nothing left. That is how, that is the kind of person that the prodigal son was. This afternoon, if you are listening to my voice, decide that you will not become a prodigal son. That you will not be somebody far from God. That you will never be somebody who packs their things and says, I want to be alone. Nobody should call me. Nobody should talk to me. When you are in that state, you must see that the person who will meet you when you get there is Satan. Yeah. Satan never attacks even antelopes that have meat that he wants. He never attacks them when they are in a flock together. He always attacks when one of them steps out. From tiredness, you are separated. From laziness, you are separated. From something. That's when the lion attacks. And the scripture says we must be careful. Our adversary, like a roaring lion, is moving around looking for whom to devour. From today, never say that leave me alone. Hey! Never say that don't worry me. Never say let me pack my things and say I want to be on my own. Be careful. Be careful. This young man, that's what he wanted to do. Before he was aware, everything was wasted. Next week, we shall look at what happened to the young man and what saved him. But just in case, between now and then, something should happen. I want to talk to you and ask you, where do you stand with God? It's a new academic year. It's a, sorry, a new uh, calendar year. How was your year last year? Are you closer to God today than you were last year? Were you playing God, games with God last week and you are last year and you are still playing games with him? What does it mean to play games with God? Playing games with God means to be there saying the things, but it doesn't mean anything to your heart. So you come to church and when we are singing what? Down, 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 down. You're also going down, but Charlie. <laughs> you come to church and we are saying Shabbat. Then you say hallelujah. Yeah. Are you there? You are doing all. When we say say mercy, you say forgive. (laughs) Whatever we say, it's like you are part. But you are playing a game because your heart is not inside. The Lord says something. He said, it's what is inside. What's inside? Turn to your neighbor and say, hey neighbor, what's inside you? But this afternoon is actually about yourself. And I want to give you an opportunity to turn your face to the one who created you. And to say, it's not a joke. I'm not playing games. I'm serious about you. I'm not going to go far away. I'm not going to leave. I'm not moving away. 1 John 1, 7. As I close. There's a scripture that says, it says that if we are in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. This afternoon I'm speaking to all the haters of fellowship. When you don't want to come to be in the gathering of other believers, it is because of darkness that is in you. 
eh, I didn't say read the scripture for yourself. I'm reading it aloud because some people are outside. Soon outside you have your own tent house and your camp. Your <laughs> it says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Are you seeing it? So when we don't have fellowship and we don't like fellowship, it is because as for Jesus there, he's in the light. It means we are in the darkness. And so this afternoon, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to the Lord. Maybe you have been there 50-50. Today, God wants 100%. Maybe sometimes you have been there, sometimes you have not been there. Maybe money has taken the place in your heart. The place that belongs to God, you put money there. Remove it from there and put God back. Stand to your feet, everybody. Stand to your feet this afternoon and consider yourself. And look at yourself in the light of the prodigal son. Where do you stand? Are you with the father, close to him, as close as you can be? It doesn't mean you never make a mistake. But when you do, you just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Or are you far? Somebody has to call you. Somebody has to draw you. Otherwise, you will not come. Otherwise, he will never hear from you. I want you to search yourself. I want you to search your heart. I'm not even talking about what you do. You can even be working in church. You can even be preaching the word. But you're on your way straight to hell. Why? Because it's not by preaching that you are saved. <laughs> Some people do it as a job. Preach one. This, they pay you. Then you go. No. But he says that Jesus said, except a man be born again. He can't enter the kingdom of heaven. He said the things that are born of spirit is spirit. You have a spirit. What spirit do you have? Is that spirit born again? If Jesus were come today, would you go? There cannot be 50-50. You either are or you are not. But I thank God because he's also shown us the way out. And he says that if you want to be saved... Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that what is in you, what is in your heart, you're believing, confess it, say it with your mouth in order to be saved. This afternoon, I invite you to salvation. I invite you to give your life to the one who made you and the one who can make a difference in your life. I invite you back to him. He doesn't finish us off. He always gives us another chance. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, as you evaluate yourself and evaluate your work with the Lord, you are here, you are saying, I'm not so sure where I stand. You will do well to receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior. The scripture says that you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You want to say it with your mouth. And for the purposes of that saying, I'm asking you to lift up your right hand because you want to say, I'm going to say this today. I'm going to confess this. God bless you for your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for your hands. You're saying, I'm just not sure about this. I've even been in church all this time, but I'm not sure, but I want to be sure. God bless you for your hand. Now, if your hand is lifted up, allow the ashes or the pastors to help you. Just come to me this afternoon. We want to pray. We want to confess that confession. Come, please draw near. Draw near. Draw near. Draw near. Just come and let us pray together. Please come. Please come. Jesus is calling you today. Just come. Thank you. God bless you for coming. God bless you. God bless you. Just step out of there and come and say, from today, Lord, I'll joke with other things but not you. Just come. Just come. God bless you. Jesus is calling you this afternoon. There's somebody there. Your heart is beating. Bang, 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 like that. You are wishing that the whole thing will just finish. It's a sign that God is calling you. Please come. Join them. Join them. Join them. Just come. Just come. Don't leave this place unsure. You are there, you are thinking, what will my friend think? You will stand before God alone, not together with your friends. Make your decision and come. Be bold enough to step out and come. And God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you as you come. I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior. 
and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now you want to say, Satan! Satan! I rebuke you. I have nothing with you. And you have nothing with me. From today, I belong to Jesus. So help me God. Father, I thank you for each one standing here this afternoon. Giving you their life. Giving you their heart. I thank you for receiving them. Bless them. Watch over them. Keep them. Let it be well with them. And may we meet in heaven one day soon. In Jesus' name. Amen.